Meet me at the ice cream truck. I'll buy you some ice cream. You know what I mean? The show is obscene, but I bet you gon' like these three dudes trying to get along. Craig Coleman and Matt Fulcheron. Don't forget to start the show. EA Dub, Eric Allen Wendell. Let's roll, trying to keep up. Turn up the AC stage, heating up. Eat it up, time to devour the full charge power hour. Yo. It's Matt Fulcheron. It's the Full Charge. Welcome to the Full Charge Power Hour, live from St. Louis. Holy fuck. Life gets exciting sometimes. Where are we exactly, Craig? I'm not going to introduce you yet, but... Oh, fuck it. We have on the show uh, a benefactor of the Full Charge Power Hour, Mr. Craig Scott. How are you, buddy? I'm great, man. How are you? I'm good, I think. And what, what part of town are we in? Uh, let's see. Right now, we are in Clayton. For real? Clayton. Clayton. Yeah. Go ahead. And, go ahead and talk. We haven't done any levels. Um. Okay. Let's see. You want me to do some raps? Want me to do my no, DMX impression? No, no. No raps for the whole podcast. Okay. Uh, Tom Rhodes Radio on all things comedy. Check that shit out. Tom Rhodes, funny fucking guy, veteran of comedy. He's a brother of all things comedy. Check that out. Uh, I forgot to mention this weeks ago, the internship has been filled. We got this dude is great with spelling, great with grammar. No disrespect to the kid who used to have it because he still listens. He's still very involved in the show. He still hits me up on Twitter all the time. We love you, Matt. Uh, we're just busting your balls. We fucking love you. Come see me in Connecticut. All right, I'll get you in free. Fucking love you. But, you know, this is comedy. We got to bust balls every once in a while. I got a CD out. It's called This is the Part of the Job I Hate, and it's available on iTunes, and that's a good way to pay me for this podcast. You know? You like this podcast? Donate. Or just donate a dollar on the website. I think it's, I think it's worth a dollar episode. Don't you, th- don't you think so, Craig? I mean, as someone who's donated quite a bit, don't you think a dollar an episode is good? Uh, I think it's very good. <laughs> I think... Uh... <laughs> I think it's more than reasonable. I think the problem is that people think it's so hard to donate. Oh, it takes do like that? Four seconds. Yeah, that's oh, the all you got to do is go on the fullcharge.com and press donate. Right. But you and have to have a PayPal, right? Yeah, you do have to have a PayPal, I think. I've never donated, so I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and people think it's so. You have never donated to you your sh- own podcast? No, but you should have uh, a PayPal, anyways. Because it's, it's a way to, like,. It's a way to not get ripped off on the internet, I think. It's 2014. And it's pretty it's pretty great system. I just got into it last year, my uh-huh. web guy. It's so funny, my web guy just like put a link to one of my email addresses. He's like, Yeah, I set up the donation to your email address. And I'm like, Well, I don't I don't have PayPal. Is it just gonna like come to my fucking email? He's like, Oh he does that tech guy like oh. You don't have PayPal? You never used so, eBay before? Yeah, yeah, so I just I just set it up and I fucking I actually kinda love it. Especially since I mostly just get money on it. Uh but yeah, donate or or, or just buy the C D. G- give us something. What you can really do, uh, in addition to that is rate and review us on iTunes. Leave a comment. I don't even care if it's controversial. I don't care if it's nasty. My feelings cannot get hurt anymore. Fucking <laughs> But leave something nice. I take that back. Leave something nice. Uh, I want to know from you guys, anyone live in Ohio, I'm killing time in Cleveland the last week of September, going into October, and I'm wondering if there's any independent venues I can play in Cleveland, 
because I would love to do some extra shows while I'm already on the road. Uh, speaking of which, July 8th, I'm at the American Rock Bar and Grill in Miami, Florida. August 6th, I'm at Levity Live in West Nyack, New York. And October 15th, I'm at the ranch in San Miguel, California. Oh! Two days left on this fucking Midwest tour. Three shows away from California. I'm fucking, I'm homesick, dude. I want to get the fuck home. I can't say that I blame you. I have to live here, so (laughs) I know exactly what it's like. It's not that bad out here. I mean, do you not do you not like it out here for real or what? You know, it's really not that bad. Um, we have a lot to do here. Yeah, it just kind of gets old after a while, and the right. humidity gets to you. Right, and it's just awful. This club, Craig came to see me at this club. It's like purgatory, man. And I love everybody that works there. And I, the shows have been fun, but it's like, it's like it's not happened. It's like apocalyptical. It's as if there's only a couple people left on Earth and 20 to 25 of them show up every night. And it's just, we should just have one big show, fucking super champagne jam, 200 people come out on late Saturday, and let's have a good fucking time. Yeah. Because I am spinning plates at these shows. It is. I can actually see the attention spans. They're like, on board, on board, on board. And then they lose them, and then I have to get them back. It's actually been kind of fun. Because I hate just doing straight material. So it's fun to like go into the audience and be like, hey, fuckers, you know, and get to know all the people and stuff. Last night at the Late Show, which is the best, was the best show this week. Uh, before I, st- I asked a rhetorical question, and these fuckers would not stop answering the question. And I had to be like, all right, you guys got to be quiet now. I'm going to keep going. And I had to tell them to be quiet five times before I even got out one punchline. So it was like, it was like I could, I didn't even have the crowd, if you want to call them the crowd. I didn't have the people on my side yet, and I already had to play cop. I already had to play bad cop. Yeah, I'm pretty and sure I was like, that show. And there's only two people that work there, it seems like. And so, like, you're pretty much substitute teaching. You're pretty much on your own up there. And as much as I love everybody that works there, I am, uh, I am looking forward to going home because I haven't been home since... September, no, September, <laughs> shit. I haven't been home since June 11th, and it was extra sad because when I was leaving, I got this gig last minute. I was supposed to play Phoenix, Arizona uh, with Burt, which working with Burt Kreischer, always a fucking good time. Probably awesome. Titties out, Burt's shirt is off, the crowds are amped. Doing some 5Ks, I hear. I, I don't have to do any, yeah, we do some 5Ks. Uh, that's the hardest part. Hopefully we wouldn't have been doing that in Phoenix, but I don't have to hope against yeah, that because it's not high. happening. Yeah. Uh, and at the last minute I was out of work this week, which is fucking horrible. If, if you're counting on work and then it's gone all of a sudden, my manager gets me this at the last minutes, uh, kind of a bummer. Cause I was supposed to do Hermosa beach with Tosh on the 25th. So it was going to be a good time. It was going to be like a good little vacation. Stop in at Hermosa Beach, go to Phoenix, Arizona, titties out, bruised down. So what happened to Hermosa? Why didn't you just do that? Because I would have had to buy a plane ticket all the way home uh, just to do a show for basically no money, uh, which I wanted to do. But it was the last day, and so I'm like, oh, fuck, 
I'm going to be gone for three weeks. And just walked out the door. Still fucking waiting to get back. Uh, spent some time in Cleveland. I went to Des Moines. Fun. It's a happening place. <laughs> these funny bones are so funny because they're always in these big cities and they have these titles of the big cities. Like, say what you want about Des Moines. If the club was downtown, it would be awesome. There's always tons of bars. The good thing about the modern downtown is maybe not so much business down there, but there's always tons of bars and tons of fun to be had. But these funny bones are always at shopping centers. They're either in malls or in strip malls. Yes. And you just live in these fake, <laughs> fake Walt Disney, Disneyland-looking towns. You just live there in a condo somewhere. And then Des Moines and Dayton are like the same fucking... You, you have n no clue that they're different. In fact, I was calling Dayton Des Moines for like the first two shows because I thought I was there. Even the, the showroom... In the funny bone looks exactly the same. If these things were in the actual city, be off the fucking hook. Because when but I did the, the, that's how I know you. I did a show opening for Tosh in 2008. What's the name of that venue? It's the Pageant. Mm -hmm. So that's like a big music venue. That's where like you and know everybody comes through there. I've seen uh -huh. the pictures. Yep. So Bill Burr will be there, and like I saw Mitch Hedberg there. And yeah. Chris Black, David Tell. Yeah. Everybody. That's the good thing about there. Uh, backstage, the owner is like a total star fucker. And he has a picture of himself with every act that's ever played there. It's fucking. <laughs> I mean, on one end, it's like, oh, dude, it's pretty cool. Take to it see easy. Who's You're been not a. There, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It is cool to see who's been there. Exactly. Yeah. These are all the people I paid to hang out with and get my picture <laughs> taken with. <laughs> and you are just looking at the strokes and they're like, yeah, just get the picture. Fucking tell you. Right. I'm sure they like that with everybody. Uh -huh. Some people are. I love the strokes, but they're not the most excited about getting their pictures taken. Okay, where are we? Uh, I can't wait to go home. The funniest, the funniest thing that's happened so far. Okay, okay. There are some exciting things that have been happening this week. Uh, after my show on Thursday, a couple went in the back alley and took their clothes off and had sex. Did you know about that? You did hear about that, right? Well, I know that they were having sex, but I thought they were doing it with their clothes on. Well, they kind of so were, right? <laughs> I'm imagining it's like shirts on, yeah, pants down. You know, like if you were to have alley sex, probably you'd. Do a little something like that. There's you know, nothing like, more romantic than the words, hey, baby. Let's grab, fuck in the alley. Yeah. Grab that dumpster. <laughs> uh, so that happens. And probably my favorite moment of the week so far, a uh, cab driver was taking me home last night. And uh, cab pulls out. And this dude just comes, he, he pops out of the cab and comes rolling towards me and Kevin. The um the manager there. Okay. And he's like, you got to put me on this club. You got to put me in this show. Oh, my God. Because I'm the funniest motherfucker in St. Louis. He's like, I'm going to make you rich. He's coming at you like he knows you. <laughs> so he's coming at you saying, you got to put me on he's, this. He's coming at Kevin. Okay. with Because he's got the funny bone shirt I on. I thought he wanted to come open for you like he was a fan <laughs> of you or something. No. Oh, my God. Dude, it's, it's probably not that hard to get on a show there. I think they have and open mics on Wednesdays. That's what Kevin goes. Yeah. Kevin goes, all right, give me your card. And I'll give you my card, and you're on the show on Wednesday. He's like, oh, damn, it's finally happening. It's finally happening. He's getting all excited. And I'm just like, I'm tickled pink by just how happy this dude is. We get in the cab, and uh, Kevin's like, is 30 bucks all right? He's like, it is tonight. <laughs> Wait, he wants to pay that dude 30 bucks? No, no, oh, no, the no, cab no. Drivers? The cab driver is like meters off. $30 flat. 
Okay. It's thirty dollars flat. All right. And dude's like, God damn right it is. I'm going to be a superstar. All right. I thought you were talking about the, the comedian still or whatever. I was Well, he, he, here's the thing. He is a, com- he wants to be a comedian. Okay. And this, it's so funny because he's waited. He just knows he wants to be a comedian for 10 years. But then the ambition he has getting out of this cab to come fucking and the bragging and the I'm the best. No, I've never done it before. Yes, I am the best. Yes, I will make you rich. Like, that's how funny I am. It was so funny to see because I'm climbing in the cab like, whew, fucking spent. I just did two shows, heavy lifting. This dude was is he all ripping jokes at you the whole time? He was just, oh my God. he was talking about this or that. I don't know. I honestly, that type of thing usually bugs me, but the enthusiasm and the excitement about the whole thing, it just like really, and plus, my work was done for the night. It really fucking tickled me pink. Because there was another comedian in the... Um, he was a friend of the club. Okay. And he was a total downer. And he was a total instigator. So all he did... He quit comedy. All he did was talk about how bad comedy sucked. And how, like, he, he tried to, like, to get in my head. Psych me out. He was telling me, like, he was reading bad comment cards about me. He was trying to get me too drunk for the show. He was like in my fucking grill. He was, he, uh, he watched the show, which was actually pretty good. Everyone had a good time. People saw, bought CDs and shit. They wanted to talk to me after the show. But he hates comedy, but, but he, but he wants me to be miserable. Uh huh. So I walk out and he go, I'm like, dude, Jimmy, what are you doing? And he, cause I wasn't letting him fuck with me. I just like laughed at all the shit he said, even though I couldn't stand him. I just laughed at all the shit he said and I let him have his fun. I get off stage. And I go, Jimmy, what's up, dude? What are you doing? He goes, watching you struggle. He's wasted. He's wasted. He's like, watching you struggle. And I'm like, hey, because Tree, the MC, was still on on stage. Uh-huh. I go, hey, man, you want to do 15? Give these people their money's worth. Fucking, I'll tell Tree right now. He was like, no, 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 no. Yeah. Oh, I would pay to see that, actually. I hope I've had there. it happen to me before. When I was in... um Jesus Christ, Corpus Christi, Texas. My boy Steve Trevino hooked me up with this gig, and Wendell hooked me up. Like I wasn't going to make any money on it unless Wendell hooked me up, because Wendell used to work for United. So he had these companion passes. Right. So <laughs> it's like, it's a standby ticket. So it's stupid to fly to the gig on a companion pass, but I did it anyways, because there's no way I could afford it otherwise. Right. Anyways, I'm doing this show. And these people come in, like, I don't know, 30 minutes into my show. I got about 15 minutes left to do. And they just, they walk up in the front row. And there's a shitty club, by the way, because the first show, you did the first show, and then they didn't turn over the room. So everyone that was at the first show, if they felt like sticking around, they just stuck around. So they've already seen the show. Anyways, these motherfuckers sit right in the front seat. And uh, they weren't laughing at stuff. They're kind of heckling me and shit. And I was like totally being cool. I was going back and forth with them and everything. And, uh, and the dude was like, yo, uh, can I get five minutes? <laughs> was he Korean? Yeah, he was Korean. He goes, can I get five minutes? And I'm like, I go, man, you want five minutes on the show? You're a comedian? He goes, yeah. I go, dude, uh, yeah, I guess you can have five minutes after I'm done, but, uh, just, you know, hold tight. Hold tight. Right. And then I'll yeah. give you the five minutes. He goes, you know, 
And I was totally being cool and I was laughing and everything. And then he goes, I mean, I don't mean to be rude or anything. And then it just like a switch went off in my head. I'm like, you don't mean to be rude? That's the rudest fucking thing I could ever imagine in my life. You don't mean to be rude. Went through, had a good time, got off stage, and the DJs there were like, man, you're the best white person that's ever been through here. <laughs> I'm still doing a Korean voice. They were Latino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were actually Latino. Yeah. Uh, the, and I was like, well, thank you. That's almost a compliment. And then the MC comes on and starts taking, good night, everybody, good night, everybody. And I'm like, oh, no, no, oh, no, 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 no. Gotta get that Latino up there. It's me from the back of the room. I'm like, no, 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 no. This dude is doing five minutes. Dude goes up and eats huge dicks. Tell me you can remember some of his jokes. I don't remember any of them. I just remember him sweating bullets and at one point going, man, this is, this is harder than it looks. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one thing nobody's ever going to understand about stand-up comedy, you know? Uh, last night, there's like, it's so weird because you have to, at these small shows, I like them because you can fuck around, but you have to look at every single goddamn person. There's no looking in the back. There's no looking in the dark. You have to fucking look at all these people. And this one dude's just like straight up starts talking to his friend. And I'm like, dude, you're like 22% of the audience. You can't do that. <laughs> You're a huge chunk. I need you. And I was like, what are you guys talking about? He's like, you really want to know? And all of a sudden, I was like, nah, nah, I don't want to know. We'll talk about it after, a.k.a. we won't talk about it at all. I just, I, I couldn't get into it. This woman, this woman hugged me, and uh, <laughs> and she was like kind of strapless, you know what I mean? Okay. And she hugged me, and her- um, titty fell out? No, her, okay. de her deodorant got like all over my sleeve. Oh, uh, no. And I didn't really notice, and I went up and did the second show with deodorant on the outside of my fucking arm. Oh, this is something that happened that I forgot to talk about with Bert. So Bert does a tweet about soccer. Right, right. you two guys weeks had ago. the same tweet. He does it, and he goes, "Hey, you know what would be funny is if you did the same tweet." So I did the same exact tweet, and only one person was like, "Full Ron, you fucking, you know, you ripped off Bert." Blah right. blah blah blah. Uh huh. This tweet, which is clearly not in my style, it's right, and no offense to Bert, but it didn't really sound like Bert's style either, <laughs> right? I don't know. Maybe I'm jumping ahead. But I, don't I don't know. know. But the point is, my manager, who never fucking favors or retweets any of my tweets, fucking retweets that tweet. <laughs> he does not get me at all. It was fucking funny. He does but not yeah, get me. But I knew something was fishy right away. I'm like, yeah, there's something fishy You're going like, on here. You're like, that's not Matt's style. Yeah. I was like, they got to be playing a joke on something. I thought you guys were trying to spark like this big controversy. Kind of, we like, were kind of we like were. Tom Segura and uh, yeah, we were trying to get yeah. fake controversy. Right. Let's call Craig and see what he's up to. I miss this motherfucker. I haven't seen him in ages. I got um, Wendell. Is looking for a place because he doesn't want to live in Torrance anymore. Dude, you guys could be roommates. <laughs> I almost, I almost <laughs> slept on his couch when I moved back to LA. No shit. And as I was asking, I was like, "What are you doing? Where did he sleep if you slept on the couch?" Well, that's the thing. Yeah. He was like, "That's my bed." That, I mean, there's that's a sitcom I should start pitching. Hi, man. Let's I do just the got. Podcast. Uh, Wendell's about to go into Costco. Maybe we should call him. While he's in Costco? No. He's, he's, <laughs> they give him a membership to that place? No. He, yeah. He's got good credit. 
he's, Wait, he's he's on top of his shit. I thought he had like seven thousand dollars and he's broke. Yeah, that's the funniest thing going. Like all these comedians are like hand to mouth, and he's like, "I'm fucking broke, man. I only got seven thousand dollars in savings." I was like, "Give it to me, seven thousand dollars." Talk to me. <laughs> what the fuck? You about to go into Costco? Yo. You about to go into Costco? Huh? You about to go into Costco? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll pick up some uh, fresh fruit to go with my beer that I'm drinking later. Um. So, do you want to do this now? Well, what? I mean, I can. I. You said you were going to call me in about an hour. What the? Oh, so what do you want to? So I just got this text though. We're, we're already we're on the podcast right now. Just so you know. That's fine. All right. So, um, first of all, did you call that woman about living underneath Randy? No, I haven't. I haven't messaged her yet. Uh, I gotta wait until I get a job of that way before I bother her about getting an apartment up there. I are guess. You, are you gonna talk to Randy what? about? Are you gonna talk to Randy about it first? Uh, I wasn't planning on it. Why? <laughs> I, I don't know. Um, so did I talk to Randy? Yeah, no, never mind. So, what movie did you see? Well, I mean, since we last talked, I've seen a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I think last time I was, I talked to you guys, I was, uh, I was about to go to Cinegear, and that was like June fifth, I think. And then, uh, I so I watched. Uh, they had a screening for A Million Ways to Die in the West, that new. Uh, McFarland movie while it wasn't new. So what uh, what street did you take to get there? <laughs> I'm sorry? There's a lot of lead up to the story. Did you like the movie? Well, yeah, I did. They had a big screening for it there in the big Paramount Theater, so I went and saw that with one of my friends uh, uh, that went there with me. Uh, and, you know, we were both kind of skeptical because, it, you know, Previous to us going to it, we we've heard bad reviews and we didn't we weren't sure if it was going to be any good, so we were happy that we were seeing it for for free. But uh, we actually liked it. I, I thought it was good. It was you know lots of jokes and and stuff. And you know we're both in agreement that maybe Seth MacFarlane doesn't need to be like Quentin Tarantino and try and be in all of his movies. You know maybe just stick to writing and directing and going places. So you didn't like Seth MacFarlane in this movie. I mean, I like him, but it's not. I'd rather see someone else in his part. I mean, he's. I don't see him as like a leading man in movies. I mean, you know what I mean? I, I don't know. No, he wants to be famous, man. He um he he had such a good thing going. He 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 started doing all the stuff on Comedy Central, all the roasts and stuff. And uh, yeah, he didn't, he didn't put himself in Ted though, did he? Huh? He wasn't in Ted, was he? He wasn't. Uh, no, he just did the, he just the teddy bear voice and said. So, was he, is he like, was he the leading man? Was he the main character in this movie? Yeah, he's the leading man. Him <laughs> and, and uh, Charlie's Theron and, uh, you know, Liam Neeson. So he was, he was Charlie's Theron's husband in this movie? He, he is in, yeah, he was the main, he was the main star of the movie. He was the leading man. Like, he was in this town, he plays this farmer. In this old west town, and then Charlie's groom comes to town, and he starts kicking it with her, and you know, and hanging out with her, and then Liam Neeson finally comes to town. So I mean, so he's in the whole movie, so he's definitely 
I would definitely say that's the leading man role for so, him in the movie, you know? So is that the plot of the movie? Like, Seth MacFarlane's just hanging out, everybody's dying a bunch of different ways, and then ch- this hot chick yeah, shows I up, mean, and then everyone's trying to get with her? Everyone's trying to get with uh, Charlize? Uh, I mean, she's the hottest chick in town when she comes to town. Dude, and, Charlize and, uh, is know, the hottest chick exactly. when she shows up in New York City present day. I can only imagine when there's population 45 and Charlie's Theron shows up. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she's, you know, she shows up and she's the hottest chick in town and <laughs> she, you know, he just happens to see her at the, at, at the local saloon, you know, she comes into the saloon one night and whatnot and they start hanging out. And, you know, it's the predictable, like, uh, you know, underdog uh, gets to hang out with the hot girl type scenario, you know, we've seen that a million times. All right. So is uh, Sarah Silver? There's not a million people dying. You know, he didn't get up to a million. He's, you know, how many fatalities are in this movie? You know, I should have kept count, but uh, ballpark it. Uh, I, you know, if I was to guess, I would say maybe only, I don't know, twenty. I, I don't even know. I, you know, I lost count. I was just busy watching the jokes and <laughs> and whatnot. I mean, it was it was entertaining. I liked it. We so, both left the movie happy. We were both pleasantly surprised because we weren't expecting. Who'd you go with? Be very good. Who'd you go with? Pickens. Uh, my friend Jake. He's a gaffer in the film industry. Oh shit! Hey, how was that festival you went to with all the goddamn grips and and everything? How was that? Yeah, Cinegear. It was right there on Paramount's lot. Everybody was there. It was huge. It's great. I, I'm really disappointed I haven't went before because they've been having it for several years. Everybody was and there. And I'll definitely be going next year. Everybody, huh? everybody was there. Uh, every production house, rental house in in town was there. Everybody. People. Right. There was people there. Lots of people there I've never even heard of trying to sell stuff. All right. You so know, how many get... how many ice cream trucks do you give Cinegear? Cinegear gets five ice cream trucks. That was a great show. <laughs> and you how know, many... I posted a couple pictures on Twitter and on Facebook, and I'm sure some of the fans saw those, and it was great stuff. And how many ice cream trucks are uh, uh, a million ways to die in the fucking West, or whatever it's called? <laughs> you know what? I'm, I'm going to give it four. I was, uh, I was pleasantly surprised, yeah. I didn't thought it, it was good. I didn't, it. didn't it get like 27% on Rotten Tomatoes or something? I'm not sure. I, I, didn't, I didn't check. See, I, I just know. I, I remember it didn't get a lot of great reviews when it first came out. See, I'm glad you didn't look at that shit first. And I think with a lot of comedies, people shit on it. But the real question is, is it funny or not? And as long as it's funny, who gives a fuck? It doesn't have to I, be brilliant. I, I laughed. I mean, there was, I mean, I wasn't rolling on the floor. Like, it's, that's why it's not five ice cream trucks. I mean, but I, you know, I laughed plenty of times with lots of funny parts. There is one. There is one movie that made you roll on the floor laughing. And what movie was that? Now, that would be Groundhog Day. <laughs> it's just the name one. I mean, Groundhog Day definitely. That movie. I, I I swear to God, when I originally saw that movie a long ass time ago in the theater, my stomach hurt from laughing so hard. I swear okay. to God, I'm not even exaggerating at all. Okay. So when I'm in Des Moines uh, two weeks ago, I stay up late. I'm watching Groundhog Day, right? Uh-huh. And then the next day I go down to the weight room and I turn on the TV and it's the same exact part as ground as, as you know, it's Groundhog Day. It's on the TV. And I say to the guy, uh, he's getting off the treadmill. I forget why he asked me or why I said this to him, but I go, I go, yeah, every time I turn on the TV, this movie's on. And he's doing the whole, ah, uh, you know. 
maybe you're trapped in the movie. And I go, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That, and I actually thought it was interesting because I didn't even see the connection. I go, oh, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, you turn on the TV too many times and this is on. You know you're in trouble. And I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I never laughed. I just thought it was interesting. And he kept coming back with, I mean, because if the same thing's happening every day and this movie's a part of it, then maybe you're in real trouble, buddy. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I get it, dude. I get it. It's a good, it's a good point you're making. Okay, so nice. what other what other movie did you see? That's a bunch of stuff. I, I went and saw Twenty Two Jump Street a couple weeks ago. Okay. Uh, I got this uh, website that I that I see movies for free on. It's illegal, <laughs> so I won't mention it or anything. But I watched. Uh, uh, how does it? Oh, hold on, hold on. I won't mention on anything. Hold on, hold on. So you just watch it on the computer? I watched not not Twenty Three Jump Street. I watched that in a the theater, but other movies I do watch on my computer. Like better, movies better. that I think are going to suck, so I don't waste my money. <laughs> so, so is it just people? Is it movies people have bootlegged on a video camera or an iPhone or something? Um, I don't know how they do it now because that would look too obvious and look shitty these days. So I don't know how people do it. Like, I think some of the stuff on there is like copied from Blu-ray and Oscar screeners and Grammy screeners and or whatever, whatever. Yeah, and they crazy. can't, sh- they, you know I mean? they can't shut this shit down for real. Uh, dude, I don't know. My friend told me about it that um that I was hanging out with at Starbucks and I checked it out a few weeks ago. That's how I watched. Remember, I told you I watched Ride Along and it was horrible. I watched that on there and it didn't even. I think it just came out on Blu-ray if it was out yet. I don't even know. I think you got to see Ride Along in the theater. You know what I mean? You need like a big Kevin Hart shouting in your face. It needs to be really loud. You no. Know, not a big fan. I, I don't know if you guys are friends with him or you like him or not. I mean, I, maybe he's funny, like in, in stand up and stuff. But you don't like Kevin I'm Hart? Fan of his movies. You don't like Kevin Hart? I'm not a fan of his movies so far. I love. But, a, I just love a short dude shouting. Like I fucking, I love it. I mean, I don't ever I mean, see. I don't ever stand up is funny. Maybe I should watch his stand up. I, I never I watch know. his stand up or his movies. I guess that's why I'm such a huge fan. Oh. I just like them. I like the commercials. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you review trailers. But, I review commercials. So, 20... So, yeah, so I watched, I watched that horrible movie uh, that Paul Walker's last film, I guess, uh, Brick Mansion, on uh, this free website there the other day. Yeah. And I actually did a mini review on Twitter already <laughs> with the uh, limited amount of characters that you have. And it was it was literally one of the worst movies I've ever seen. It was horrible. The story was horrible. Uh, it was just completely implausible and unrealistic, and just a movie was stupid. So, but how how beautiful was Paul Walker's face? I mean, you know, I feel bad for the guy and whatnot. You know, it's, it's, it was a tragedy, and you know, it shouldn't have happened to him and whatnot. But he was never a good actor. I I used to always shit on his acting all the time. And I guess I sort of am right now, but you are shitting you know, on a dead man's career, my friends. That is I not mean, nice. You know, I'm trying to be nice about it. I, I mean, he he was just not a good actor. You know, I'm sorry. Uh, he might be a great. He might have been a great humanitarian, which I've heard with his charity work and stuff. Yeah. And you know, maybe he was a great guy and a nice guy. But I don't know, man. Acting not his. That's not his thing. <laughs> and this movie proves it. <laughs> Once again, I mean, that's why it came and went so fast. I mean, it came and went so fast in the theaters. 
Okay. I mean, the best part of the movie was RZA. RZA was in the movie, and he had this one line where he said, cash rules everything around me from back in the Wu-Tang days. Right. That was the best part of the movie for me. Right. That was the highlight right okay. there. Oh, so yeah. what was the question you asked him again? <laughs> I forget. What is the what is the rating on this movie? And what did you – first of all, what did you write on Twitter? What was my rating on it? No, what did you write on Twitter about this movie? Oh, I don't remember. I wrote it like a week ago. <laughs> So, and that's, that's, if you want to read these tweets and these reviews, it's at Eric Allen Wendell. Um, two T's and, or two I'm L's sorry. and Wendell? Or is it just one Allen uh, Wendell? One Allen Wendell? No, uh, two L's and Wendell. Two L's and Wendell. Uh, yeah, E-R-I-C, Allen is A-L-A-N and Wendell, W-E-N-D-E-L-L, at Eric Allen Wendell. And, and you can't mistake me for any other Eric Allen Wendell because it says, you know, professional movie reviewer for the full charge power hour. So right, right, right. Former movie reviewer of the Crab Feast is what it says. Yeah, I still have that on there too. Former unprofessional movie critic for the Crab Feast. I left that on my profile. And so how long is it going to be until you have a little, like a little, you're part of Rotten Tomatoes. Like how do you become a Rotten Tomato critic? You know, I don't know. I, you know, I should really look into becoming like a professional critic. Like, you know, I don't know how it works these days, but I remember back in the day, like 20 years ago when I was working in the theater, like critics would come in and they would have like a card and they would get to see the movies for free. Yeah. I don't know how that works or if they still do that. You know, or, you know how you do it? About it? I used to work in a movie theater. All you do is you get a badge that says press and you just walk your ass in. Yeah, I miss, I miss them, those, those benefits, dude. Like, I, I took advantage of that shit for years, like, cause I still knew people, even after I left there, I would get in for free. Okay. And so, when I first, when I first moved here, one of my old managers worked at the bridge. You know what the bridge is, right? Down at Howard. Yeah, Eastern. I know, I know so what the bridge is. So he would let me in there for free. <laughs> so, how many ice cream trucks does this, uh, Paul Walker movie get? Uh, I'll give it a half of an ice cream truck, which is what I think I gave it on Twitter because of the RZA line. And that was it. And so this had the same effect as as in Anaconda when Ice Cube came out and said, going to be a good day. Right? Yeah. Same concept. <laughs> All right. Yeah. yeah. So, I believe, okay. I believe he had that uh, same line in uh, 22 Jump Street, uh, by the way. <laughs> I think he came out with that again. Okay, good transition. So, 22 Jump Street. Do they move to 22 Jump Street? Uh, you know, it, it, it started out, it started out kind of slow. I was getting really worried that it was just going to suck. Uh -huh. Because I had originally heard that it was just a movie where they made fun of making sequels, and that's basically what it is. They make fun of themselves the whole time for making sequels and stuff. Okay. And it's funny for a minute. You know, it gets funny. It's funny about that for a little while. Right. You know, especially for film industry people like us, you know, we get the jokes <laughs> a lot more than maybe the regular I don't person. know if I'm in the film industry yet, but keep going. But, you know, so that's funny for a minute, but then it just started kind of dragging, and I was getting worried. I was like, well, I, you know, I was getting prepared to shit all over it in the reveal, you know, because I'm like, damn, I mean, nothing's happening. Do you have a little, finally, do you, do, hey, Wendell, do you have a little notepad? And in the middle of the movie, do you write shit all over it? <laughs> no, I'm not that prepared. 22 just, Jump you know, Street. I'm just basically I'm not that shit prepared. But. all over it. So, so, okay, so you're starting to hate this movie. Because Brie Larson's not in it, right? 
Is who? Brie Larson is the blonde-haired chick in the first one, who I love and adore. There's a movie called uh, Scott I... Pilgrim vs. the World, and she sings a, a song by Metric in that movie, and it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen in my life. Check out that movie, Scott Pilgrim well, vs. the World. I'm going to have to look her up on IMDb because I don't know who that yeah. is. I never saw yeah. that yeah. movie you're talking yeah. about. I remember seeing the trailer. Check her out before her name is Brie Fulcheron, and she's harder to find. I'll, I'll check it out when I get home or when I get back to my car. So, but, uh, yes, I mean, no, I had everyone else, I guess, because I didn't recognize her not even being there, but all, you know, all the regular people were there. Uh, well, you know, there was no, there was no Johnny Depp cameo like the first one. The first, uh, the first movie touched on something really smart and it's only a gag in the movie, but it's crazy smart. The really hot chicks at 21 Jump Street solved all the cases, which makes perfect sense. Like, if you had hot cheerleaders, dudes are going to fuck up and tell them all their secrets to impress them. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that that there's your spinoff, dude. There's 23 Jump Street right there. Well, you know, it's funny that you say that because they end the movie. Well, I don't want to. <laughs> well, I, I guess I can say it. It's a credit sequence, so I, I, it's not really giving anything away for the movie. Okay. But when they end the movie, they do they do fake movie posters. And, like, fake little, like, 10-second, maybe 15-second little little videos of 23 Jump Street through, like, I don't know, 50 Jump Street. Okay. And and so they do, like, the next 20 fucking five sequels in a row on the end credits, so if you stay to watch all that. And some of those are pretty fucking funny. Okay. So, you But uh, there is a hot chick in there. I forget her name. In a movie? In a black girl, and she's really fucking hot. I don't have her name in front of me because I'm not prepared. I'm a you're, you're telling me there's a hot chick in a Hollywood movie? Yeah. Okay. So maybe she took the place of the white chick from the first movie then. Okay. So, you're halfway through this movie. Up. I forget her name. You're halfway through this movie. You're getting ready to shit all over it. And finally, some funny stuff starts happening. Yeah, finally, the, you know, there's some really good scenes. Like, they actually fooled me. Like, I didn't see, there was some stuff, there was some stuff they threw in there I didn't see coming. Like, I'm thinking, oh, it's going to be predictable bullshit. And all of a sudden, they fooled me. They fooled me with a few things. Okay. So I was pleasantly surprised. It, it turned, it turned from me shitting all over to me giving it a good review. Right. You know? Right. At this point. To them shitting all over so, you. But I don't want to give a bunch of stuff away, you know what I mean? Like, okay. I don't want to give away can, the twist and turn, so you definitely go see it, though. Can you tell me these couple of things? Is the rest of NWA in the movie? No. No, NWA is not in the movie. Is Johnny... However, yeah. they just had their biopic greenlit and uh, start shooting, I think, this summer. Uh, I hate when they do that, dude. I hated the Biggie Smalls one. That was fucking awful. Did you ever see that one? Uh, it was like a TV one, right? Yeah, I saw that one. No, it wasn't. I mean, it's on TV now, but I went to the... I was hanging out with these guys I didn't really know that well. I was, like, staying over in Miami, killing time, and they're like, let's go see Notorious. And, I mean, it was like, fuck. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I did see that. It's I mean, awful. I like biopics and stuff. Like, I don't always know everything about a particular artist or person or whatever, so I enjoy those usually. It's awful. Two ice cream Why shots. Why didn't you like it? I just thought it was poorly acted. And it's all based on the fact that you had to have already seen the VH1 behind the music. It's um, it's I, like I one of those things where like you had to already know the story, and then like you're supposed to enjoy these bad actors acting it out. I didn't like it. So is Jonah right. Hill thin or fat in this movie? 
Huh? Is Jonah Hill heavy or thin in this movie? Uh, he's about, he's about in between what he used to be. I know he was, he used to be really fast, and he thinned down a lot for a particular role, and now he's back to like, I guess average for him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Cause, you know, they make some fat jokes and stuff in there, and there's oh, part good. of the movie is, is, you know, cause fucking, uh, Channing Tatum came, I, yeah, I didn't even realize this till the other, till watching this movie, but he came from all those stupid dance movies that I've never watched, and I've yeah. always hated just because they were there, that step up stupid bullshit or whatever yeah. it was. So he used to be really thin too, and he puts on weight in between movies as well. Well, he's in damn good shape in this movie. That good of a shape. How many ice cream trucks damn. do, uh, Channing Tatum's abs get? Well, I'm not going to go that far because, you know, I'm not swinging that way, but I'm just, you know, he's in good shape. Okay. Uh, but, oh, uh, yeah, you know, good movie. Check it out, dude. Okay. Well, good. Yeah, I think I'll, I think I'll end up giving, uh, I think I'll give 22 four and a half ice cream. Okay. Because it pleasantly surprised me towards the end there. Right. And uh, there were some good twists and turns. I can just like. I can just picture you writing shit all over this movie and then just tearing the paper up as you start laughing. <laughs> yep, tear it up, make it rain in the theater. Nice. <laughs> I'm gonna go get some popcorn. Fuck this. I'm sticking around. <laughs> and I saw one other movie, but I I think I should save that review for like another yeah, podcast. Yeah, we're doing a review three movies. We're doing a podcast on Tuesday. Oh, you're perfect. So, so I have that one. Uh, it's a movie that probably a lot of people won't get to see until it comes out on DVD. I don't know if it's going to get a wide release or not, but it's called The Signal. This okay. is a precursor to the to the uh, review. Uh, okay, precursor to the review? Okay. Um, precursor to the real review. Yeah, it's a movie called The Signal with uh, Lawrence Fishburne, and I'll review that next, uh, next time. And so is everything going good at the job and everything? There was this uh this forklift guy, this guy that works at Forklift in Des Moines. He wants to get on the phone with you and bust your chops. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know why. why is he like world's greatest forklifter or something? Something like, like I mean, that. I'll give him a run for his money. I'm pretty good now. <laughs> forklift fights. Yeah, he wants to talk it out with you. So hopefully we can do that on Tuesday. All right, sure, man. No problem. So you are enjoying the job now. You getting the, you getting the hang of it? No, I hate that place. Hate it. Do you ever walk Can't around? Can't wait to leave. Do you ever walk around in a big suit like in that uh, that Tom Cruise movie, the Groundhog Day Tom Cruise movie? Do I walk around in a like a wait, big like a big fucking armored suit, like in Aliens? Oh, no. no, it's not that kind of a job. We're not we're not there yet in in the in the future. <laughs> oh. That'd be a cool job. If my forklift looked like that, then I would enjoy my job. <laughs> Super you know, Wendell? I'd a shitty little propane-fueled forklift. <laughs> All right, buddy. You have anything to say to the world, a.k.a. 6,000 people? Um, yeah, I missed everybody over the last uh, few weeks. Yeah. I'm glad that uh, we're getting to do the show, and I look forward to doing the show on Tuesday, or this coming Tuesday, for the next time. Tuesday and next and, Monday. Uh, I'd like to thank, uh, I forget... Who, who it was you said made that shirt for me, but I'd like oh, to thank that guy. He's right awesome. here. He's right here sitting next to me. This what's up, Scott. Oh, he is? Yeah, yeah. what's well, up, man? You, sir. Yeah, that's kind of... man. That, that shirt looks pretty cool. I appreciate that. Um, Check out Craig Scott's Twitter, because he's got it up, and I got I got to put a better version up, but it's a t-shirt of uh, Wendell drinking a beer downtown Los Angeles, 
and it just says annihilated over top. And Wendell, that's, he made one for you. Like, that's your t-shirt. Well, I'm stoked, dude. I can't yeah. wait to, I can't wait to wear that shit and check it out when, uh, see you on Tuesday. No, 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 no. Awesome. Yeah, it. it's yours t-shirt. I'm gonna hand it to you on Tuesday. <laughs> You're it's gonna yours. put it on your body. It's yours. That's great. Yeah. I can't wait. Yeah, I'm yeah, gonna yeah, put yeah. it on as soon as we fucking start the show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's a, dude, that's a sweet pic, too. You don't want to take that picture. Hell no. We're sitting at the bar at the Golden Gopher, yeah. buddy. No, it's fucking awesome. It Good is times, fucking dude. awesome. So, uh, full circle. Full, full circle, circle, buddy. Hashtag full circle. Any Anything else you want? You want to pimp your own T-shirts? Yeah, uh, please go to my website. Uh, what is it? Five ice cream trucks <laughs> dot spreadshirt dot com. And that's five ice cream with the letter, with the number five. So five yeah. ice cream trucks dot spreadshirt dot com. And check out that flop gear that uh, our main man, Clint Money, designed for me. He's a professional designer. He works on movies and stuff. He works on the last two Star Trek movies and numerous other huge movies. Oh, oh. He is the go-to Art department designer guy. for J.J. Abrams. Can't beat it. Can't get any better, buddy. All right, great, man. It's great talking to you. And uh, bulk up on some shit at Costco for us. Yeah, man. Have fun in St. Louis. Pick me up some riffs. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> All right, dude. All right, later, man. Later. Does that ever disappoint? I never noticed how many times he's pleasantly surprised when he sees a movie. <laughs> <laughs> I thought I was about to. He goes, I was getting ready. He always goes, I was getting ready to shit all over. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. love it. I like when he says, uh, and he's changing his style. I like he's changing his style because he used to be like, well, I read like 20 reviews on it, and everyone said it sucked. So, I mean, that, that like, really, like, as a reviewer, you should never do that. Right. You should never be quoting other reviews. It's a simple job. You don't have to, you, you, watch you don't have the to movie. go outside. <laughs> you don't have to quote other reviews. Craig's at work, so I don't know if this is going to work out. What's up? Nothing, buddy. We just, uh, I'm chilling here with our benefactor, a guy that donated. He lives in St. Louis. He donated a lot of equipment to the show, and and he's a friend, and we're having him on. And we just wanted to call up and say hi, man, because we missed the shit out of you. What's going on? Oh, hey. Oh, this is the podcast. Oh, you're on the podcast right now, buddy. Caller, what's your question? <laughs> Excellent. I'm just uh, hanging out with uh, the family on Balboa Island. Nice. Where is that? Uh, it's a pretentious area out in Newport. <laughs> Look uh, at you. Yeah, very, uh, very, you know, various degrees of white people. Love like, it. Some of them have black hair. Some of them have blonde hair. <laughs> <laughs> Diverse area. I'm, I love yeah. that. I love that. Like none of your na- your neighbors don't pull you aside anymore, and like try to use the n-word in secret do they right no that's the other yeah, that's it, the other thing about living in newport it's it is like, amazing uh, none of that's around it's amazing how non-racist white people are <laughs> yeah especially uh you know if you're mid-level uh rich to um not very poor yeah, yeah. you tend not to get caught up in this group or that group exactly exactly well, what part of the country are you in, dude? I am in, uh, tell, where am I, Craig? We're in Clayton. We're a little bit west of uh, St. Louis right now. Yeah, we're basically in St. Louis. 
I got a nice like, view. We of can the, see the arch if we stand on the roof of the hotel right now. I got a nice view of the 44 highway outside my hotel room. Uh, um, I'm unprepared for this phone call. I got nothing to ask you. I just want to say hi. <laughs> Kill a little time. Hello to the Full Charge Power Hour world. Yeah, say what's up because uh, everyone's missed you, and we are taping a podcast, uh, which I hope you can make on Tuesday and then on Sunday. Uh, hopefully oh, you can make this, those. Is it is it this Tuesday? This Tuesday and then the 6th, which is uh, Sunday. Ah. Sunday. Oh, you can't make it? Well, the 6th I can make. This Tuesday I happen to be working, but... Uh, I think it's just an eight-hour day, and it starts at six a.m. Okay. Well, yeah. uh, we'll work it out. We'll work it out. We'll work it out. Uh, we'll work it out. But Sunday's a definite, and uh, I'm calling it right now. That means what the seventh, everybody, is going to be a Craig Coleman episode, which we Word. got a lot of people bitching on Twitter that you're not on. So this ought to keep them quiet. Excellent, excellent. No, no, I've been missing it. It'll be, it'll be good. I miss you, buddy, and say hello to the family, and uh, and I will see you next week. I can't wait. Excellent, dude. Can't wait, brother man. Say hi to the white people. A... All right, dude. All right, so dude. enjoy the Midwest, my friend, and we'll <laughs> see you, uh, see you on the uh, next week. All right, dude. Later. I tried to remember all those numbers. All right, dude. <laughs> yeah. All right. Later. later. So there you go, folks. A lot of um, podcasts do not give you the special thing that we give you, and that is the behind-the-scenes scheduling. You know? Most podcasts, you show up and the shit's already been scheduled. You don't know what dates didn't work for the other people. But today you do. But now, thanks to me and Craig Coleman, you know. Um, that's about it, unless you have anything you want to add, Craig. Not that I can think of, okay. man. Okay. Uh, follow me on Twitter. I'm at the full charge. Craig? I'm at Craig Scott 34. Okay. Craig Scott 34. Uh, Craig is at Team Coleman 76. Wendell is at Eric Allen Wendell with two L's. <laughs> and, uh, just go to thefullcharge.com. That's the answer to any questions. Please donate. Please spread the word because I love you and it hurts me when you don't help me. All right, guys. Thanks for everything and peace out. Good night. Meet me at the ice cream truck. I'll buy you some ice cream. You know what I mean? The show is obscene, but I bet you gon' like these three dudes trying to get along. Craig Coleman and Matt Fulcheron. Don't forget to start the show. EA Dub, Eric Allen Wendell. Let's roll. Try to keep up. Turn up the AC stage heating up. Eat it up. Time to devour the full charge power hour.